Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joy Christopoulos, my co-host, Corey Wooten. we got a fantastic Bears-Packers preview episode coming up in 20 seconds. But first, got to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline, they remain the number one source for all your football betting needs this season. Football NFL and Football World Cup, if I might add right now. they got live betting, free contests, live scores, giveaways all season long for every single sport that you can imagine. So what are you waiting for? Head to BetOnline.ag. You'll receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit only when you use promo code believe bleav to receive that reward bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming into the pod it's week 13 it's bears packers huzzah everyone and thank you so much for coming in to check us out on youtube listen to us on TuneIn, sirius xm radio let's bring in my co-host he's former bears defensive end he's chgo's very own he's the Favre killer himself he's fox 32's <laughs> Corey wooten what's up Corey? Nothing much, my man. I, I appreciate the intro, man. No, nobody does it like you, Joey. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. They they don't make them like they used to anymore, you know? Hey, I bring my own red carpet, and I lay it out for you every time because you deserve it, especially during Bears-Packers week, Corey. Um, let's dive right into it, okay? Here's the big one of the day. Uh, here's the Bears injury list as we're taping this on a Wednesday night. Uh, Larry Borum did not practice. Jaquan Brisker did not practice. Chase Claypool limited and participant. Justin Fields limited participant. Trevor Simeon did not practice. Dante Pettis did not practice. Kyler Gordon did not practice. Riley Reef did not practice. Kendall Villandor limited participant. Corey, I think it's week 13, and I don't think the Chicago Bears team has been on a bye yet. Uh, they're missing a right tackle. We don't know who's going to play quarterback. Uh, you know, just take us inside the mentality of the players right now. They got to be running ragged, right? I mean, oh. a week 14 bye? Come on, man. I know that they're, they're waiting for that right now. And, and, you know, in the 2013 uh, team that I played for, we were banged up, right? Henry Melton got injured early on in the season. Um, Nate Collins, Stephen Pio was banged up. So we were, we were running low. I had to uh, shift inside a three technique and lit literally it's all hands on deck. Like, you know, they, they might potentially uh, put some linebackers at deep defensive linemen. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be calling guys off the practice squad. It's, it's chaos with the NFL season, and and you just never know injury-wise how a team is going to fare. It seemed like for the most part early on the Bears were good, but these past couple of weeks have been brutal, right, with Justin Fields and then the two concussions with Brisker and Gordon, and then all of a sudden, you know, your backup quarterback is now hurt, so you got two quarterbacks that are hurt now that potentially won't play. So then uh, Nathan Peterman, I guess, is is the incumbent, right, starter, if, if that they happens. Si they signed Tim Boyle today, too. Oh, okay. And then Tim Boyle. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. so, so I think that's telling you everything you need to know. Yeah. So I, I think Trevor, Trevor's probably out. I think Justin Fields is probably out. So it's going to be uh, Tim Boyle and, and Nathan Peterman show at this point. And <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's tough. Um, it really is. And I know, you know, for the fans out there, it's, it's hard in certain situations like this, right? Because it's about balancing Justin Fields, right? Because my thought is if he's healthy enough, you play him. Right. But at this point in the season, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm really thinking about this. I'm like, I don't know if he needs to play until that shoulder is good to go, right? Because at this point, it really means nothing. And at first, I thought about all the confidence and, you know, just him having back-to-back -back weeks of playing well, what that can do. But I think him playing that way gave him all the confidence he needed, right? So now it's just about the future, right? He is the franchise quarterback, um, and you just have to be cognizant of that. And because in the season that doesn't matter – you, you just you just have to be very cautious, especially with like I told you, I think he could be a top five quarterback in this league with the weapons 
um, you know, offensive line and the defense. I really, I really believe that. Right. So now it's about making sure he gets healthy to next season, avoiding potentially a surgery, anything of that nature. I know it's the other shoulder, but that still affects things, right? Even if, even if he potentially hurts it worse, needs surgery, that's some time from him off throwing, you know, not being able to work with the receivers in the off season. Cause that's a big thing now. So I'm just more concerned about Justin Fields health going forward. And obviously I wanted him to work on some of the passing stuff, but I just think everything will fall in place how it's supposed to. And I'm hoping Ryan Pace, Eberflus keeps that in mind for Justin Fields. Justin Fields is tough. We've all established that. I'm sure he wants to play this week, but Corey, whoever plays right tackle in week 13 versus the Packers is probably going to be the third string right tackle that we've seen this year on an offensive line that has struggled already this year. And it's just the convenience of the bye week is next week. So if you're saying to yourself with Justin Fields, if he's limited on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever it is, if he is anywhere near not 100% even, I'm going to even say 90%, I would sit him this week and give him that one extra week to regroup, try and get the team a little bit healthier. As I mentioned, that injury report, Darnell Mooney and Eddie Jackson now on the injured reserve list. I mean, they're not, they might not come back at all this year. And see if you can try and regroup in a couple weeks. You got tough games against the Bills and the Eagles. You're going to play the Lions and the Vikings. But try and put together that four-game package of trying and reestablishing, you know, an offensive identity. And as you mentioned in the past, especially last year, for teams that are up the track, Corey, it's about hitting – it's about finishing the season off on a high note. And you've talked about that before where, you know, maybe not every single guy uh, – I'm going to take it back. A lot of people on this Bears team might not be back next year, but some of the important foundational pieces will be. And ending the season on the high note, you know, can be um, instructive and can be, you know, something that uh, can really get this team going. So I think that's what they should shoot for. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think at this point in the season, the way things are going, they're not making the playoffs. It's a true rebuild at this point. And I think guys on this team are fighting for not only their spots on this team for next year, potentially, but all the other uh, 31 teams around the league, right? This is an audition for them, right? A guy like Travis Gibson that's younger, you know, some of these other younger guys that are there, um, you know, that that probably aren't going to be here next year that could potentially land on, a, on another team. So it's critical, right? I know it's been been up and down, especially defensively, and it's, it's really hard to watch. But Travis Gibson, I, I want to see what he's made of these mm. These, these last, you know, weeks of the season, right, through December and, and through the final game in January, right? Because he's a guy that I thought would, would have a breakout season, right? Last year when Khalil Mack went out, he plays the other side, opposite Quinn, ends up with seven sacks, and we kind of have high hopes for him. And then it kind of fizzled, you know, early on against the Packers. He did really well in that game, pass rushing-wise. And then since then, it's kind of dipped off. So I want to see for him because I think he's a talented guy. I think he needs to get stronger for sure. You know, there's especially when it comes down to the running game, he gets thrown out the club a little, a little too much, right, on some of those stretch zone plays. Yeah. Um, but as a pass rusher, when he's when he's really getting after his get off and everything, he really flashes some potential there. And I think there could be something there. But it's about taking the next step for him to really work on that pass rush. Because if you can be a, a, a guy that can get seven sacks a year, you're going to get paid the big bucks. Like if you're double digits, you're going to, you're going to pay whatever you want. But if you're six to eight sacks a year, you'll get paid a lot of money. So that's kind of what I thought for, for Travis Gibson. And we haven't seen that Al-Kadeem Muhammad. I, I don't uh, think he's going to be here next year. You know, Justin Jones to me, is going to be one of the only guys I think that will be back on on the defensive line because Travis Gibson, this is he's his, his contract is up after this year, right? 
Uh, I think they have a choice on him. They have Justin a Jones choice. for an, they have another year next year, but the Bears can get out of it next year with Travis Gibson. Um, and okay. every time every time a defensive lineman makes a play, Corey, you're hearing Justin Jones's name. It's really exactly. not anybody else. And you're bringing up you're bringing up such a great point. And I want to throw it back to you a little bit. You're talking about Travis Gibson. And look, it's not flashy, it's not sexy, but here we are. This is the point in the season that we're at. And we don't know who's going to play quarterback against the Packers this week. But, Corey, this is an opportunity, and you, you've been in this spot before, where this is an opportunity for a lot of players to show out, play well, and see if they're going to be a part of this Chicago Bears team in 2023. I'm not saying these guys are going to be stars, but you know, great teams need depth pieces, right? They need people to fill in and play roles. So you're mentioning Travis Gibson. You know, I think Jack Sanborn's a pretty obvious one, right? If he keeps playing at the trajectory that he's playing, he's probably playing himself into a role next year. I'm thinking of a guy like maybe Nicholas Morrow. I don't know, Nikhil Harry, Kendall Vildor. Are there any other players on this team that you're kind of saying to yourself, you know, they're not the best player on our team, but are they maybe playing for possibly a role on the 2023 Bears right now moving forward? I think a guy you talked about, Justin Jones, and I don't think as a three technique because I think that he's a little out of position, but I think I'll be interested to have him back at the nose position, right? Because I don't think he's athletic enough to play the three technique in the Tampa uh, two defense, but I think he is athletic enough to be a nose. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like that thing sometimes when you move a big, uh, big defensive end into tackle, right? He's a lot quicker inside than he is on the outside. So same thing with Justin Jones. I think you shift him over to that nose. He's a very athletic nose. Then you have your stud, you know, at three technique, and then that, that that's going. But I think he'll be probably one of the only guys, in my opinion, that I think will be back uh, next year with, with a role on this team. Yeah, maybe to put a button on the, on the Gibson point, um, it was just something to think about Bears fans is, you know, you're looking at this salary cap situation right now heading into free agency. And I do want to maybe try and get to a little NFL draft talk with you before this episode's mm-hmm. over. But you're looking at it and you, you have to figure that the Bears are going to be spending a lot of money on that defensive line and perhaps some on the offensive line, too, as well. So, yeah. I mean, gosh, can you just walk out of this season with maybe a couple of pieces? Dom Robinson will probably be back because they invest, invested mm-hmm. draft capital into him. Justin Jones, I'm with you. I think he's earned the right to at least yeah. come to camp next year and compete for a starting exactly. spot. The guy, he's the only guy making plays right now. And then Travis Gibson is another one of those dudes who can he play his way into a role in the final couple weeks of this season? Because yeah. if he can, that's good news for Bears fans. We're going to spend money anyways. You want to have that depth, that rotation. You know, you want to have a lot of guys, you know, coming off. I'm thinking of the Mark Andersons, the Corey Wootens of the world that are they're rotating in and making plays. I mean, that's the mark of a great defensive line and a great defense. Exactly. And like I said earlier, that's what we thought we see from Travis Gibson, right? In a rotational role last year, really flashed, just haven't seen it. So, hey, if he can come alive these last couple of weeks, I think that would, you know, entice the Bears to bring him back just as an option, right? Because he's still, he's, you still get him at, at, a, at a decent price. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things addressed, I think, in the draft with the uh, defensive line. And I wouldn't be surprised if our first uh, draft pick is a defensive lineman. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm looking at William Will Anderson. I'm dude. looking at Jalen Carter. Oh my God! Can, yeah. So let's just let's just do this just really quickly, all right? And this is a personal story that probably no one cares about, but like about two or three weeks ago, um, I posted a tweet, and I just started like, oh, look, I started like kind of looking into college prospects. I don't watch a lot of college ball, okay? So everyone forgive me on this, but I just start kind of like I basically go from YouTube clips 
to then I watch the games and kind of identify the players, and then I kind of move over to draft profiles. And to be honest with you, I kind of ignore the combine other than a couple of stats that actually kind of mean something. You can't have someone running a 5-2-40, right, if he's a yeah. wide receiver. Obvious, yeah. right? So I start kind of ripping through all these guys, and I'm looking at, you know, the Paris Johnsons of the world, and I obviously – I'm in love with Quentin Johnston really, really early on right now. I don't know if he's a top two pick, but anyways, and I start watching this Will Anderson kid. And look, I'm 1,000% Justin Fields, offense, 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 blue chip players on offense. We got to figure it out. We got to figure out a way. And I fired off this tweet a couple weeks ago, and I said, man, if you get an opportunity to take the Terminator, Will Anderson Jr., I mean, Corey, you got to think about it, right? And then Mark yeah. Potash is writing articles about it two days ago, and the story's out right now. So, so Corey, you're on board with that, right? I mean, if Will Anderson's oh, on the board, how do you say no to that guy? Yeah. This guy, he is a he is a star in and the And he making. can do it all. He's not just a pass rusher. He can play the run as well. Um, you know, he kind of reminds me a lot of a of a taller Von Miller, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, I was gonna say like, what about similar. like De what about like Demarcus Ware or something like that? Yeah. I don't know, like I, man. Yeah, oh, man. I, I mean, the, the thing is, like, just how athletic he is and how strong and, like, his length, right? So I, I understand what you're saying with the DeMarcus Ware, but his get-off is unbelievable. That's what made me initially think, uh, you know, Von Miller, just because his get-off still, I think it's 12th year in the league. You see him, he's still the first guy off the ball. Um, yeah. But that that's what really clicked for me. And his versatility, right? He can put his hand in the dirt. He can stand up a little bit, give you different looks. Um, I like him. If he's available right then, I'm picking him. And I understand that you have to get weapons behind Justin Fields and all that. But I think defense like wins championships. And obviously you want to put all the weapons you can behind Justin Fields. But what have we struggled with the most this year? The most, right? Rushing the passer, right? Yeah. And, and, and what do you do? You got to beef up that defense. Like you need a stud at, at, the, at the right end. And that's what Will Anderson will get. He will give you 10 sacks out the gate. Like, I, I think in his first season, I wouldn't be surprised if he went big. He just has that natural talent, that get off, that bend, that dip. He has the effort, everything you would play the run. He can do it all. So I think he'd be perfect in that Tampa 2 scheme. Like, it kind of reminds me, because uh, Lovey, uh, Lovey Smith and Marinelli used to show us tape of Simeon Rice all the time, right? And that's the same type. Mm. Simeon Rice was kind of like maybe undersized for what you say in a typical 4-3, you know, really long unbelievable pass rusher played the run a lot better than people said, but I think Will Anderson plays the run way better than Simeon Rice can and did. So I, I, I like Will Anderson a lot. Like I, we got to pull the trigger if he's available. I would, I would not be upset and look at for whatever reason we don't get him. I think we switch over to offense. I think that's a pretty easy call. Yeah. He's got those length and measurables that Eberflus really values, values a ton. And it's just interesting where you talk about Chicago bears defense, the Chicago bears historically over the last 22 years, I know it's a new general manager in place, but over the last 22 years, they've done a really good job of finding value on the defensive line deeper in the draft. I mean, the Henry Melton's the Corey Wooten's of the world. I mean, go on and on and on. Mark Tommy Anderson. Harris, even. Mark Anderson. I mean, but, but, Corey, you know what's really funny? They've always gone out and paid the big bucks or did some crazy trade for, like, a Goonle or yeah. whatever it Julius is. Julius Peppers. Maybe, yeah, Julius Peppers, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, the list goes on and on. I mean, I think the last guy maybe was, like, an Alex Brown type. You know, and I don't even think he was a first-round value pick. It's just kind of funny that the Chicago yeah. Bears have never done that before, and they would have that opportunity to have one of a, a premier pass rusher on a rookie clock, rookie yeah. clock contract. I mean, I, I – I want I want protection for Justin Fields, but man, maybe that is a different version of protection that I can wrap my head around.
Yeah, and I, I think it'll it'll feel a lot better, right? If we if we feel good about our left tackle situation, right? Uh, Braxton yeah. Jones. If we feel good about him, I told you, I think he can play. He has the athleticism. It's about him getting stronger at this point. So I think if he gets stronger in this offseason, you put him at the left tackle, right? You 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 get a uh, right tackle in free agency or draft a second or third rounder that come in right away as a right tackle and start. And then all of a sudden you have the offensive line figured out because you got Tevin Jenkins, right? You have Lucas Patrick at center, right? He's he's been banging up this year, but he'll be back again. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then and then you have Cody Whitehair still under contract. I feel good about Whitehair and, and Jenkins in there, right? It's just a matter of Braxton Jones if he's the left tackle of the future. I said I think he could be like a Charles Leno, a very solid option. And who knows? Maybe he can blossom to something better than that. Yeah, I'm yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. You know, they're gonna play the board. And, um, you know, obviously with that Ravens pick, it's probably going to be somewhere in the low 50s, like mid 50s area. Mm. And I am I am curious to see what they do. I mean, if there is if there's a center out there, Corey, also that can you can just Justin Fields meet the center, your center for the next 10 years, too, as well. Um, I, I'd really be kind of intrigued by that. But that's the thing. They have a lot of options, a lot of holes to fill. But did we get a full look? Did we get a full look at Lucas Patrick? I mean, he was, you no, know, at center, no, right? He played yeah. guard. So so I think he could be a viable option if he's healthy. Because in, in my opinion, I think center is about this, right? If Lucas Patrick is intelligent, which which I think he is, right? He, he was the center under, under Aaron Rodgers. They have a complex system. Lou Getzey's yep. trying to run some of that. So I would like that, especially, you know, with another year at Getzey, you know, because he knows all the plays. He knows all the checks. And I feel like he really didn't get a chance because we're playing him at guard and that's not his natural position. You know, it's, it's, it's like a guard trying to play tackle. That's, that's tough sledding, especially left tackle. That's good. Good luck, Chuck. So I want to see another year with him. So I feel fine with him at center. I feel fine with white here at left guard, you know, cause he's going to be able to help out Braxton Jones. Right. And I think the games where, you know, he, he's played left guard and, um, you know, it, it's it's been good for Braxton Jones. It's always good to have a veteran guy there that sees things um, that maybe Braxton Jones didn't see coming out of Southern Utah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, no, that's a great that's a great point, man. And honestly, that Lucas Patrick point um, that really hits home too as well. Because if you're talking about Lucchetti's offense, you know why keep changing the chairs around? Why don't we keep the room set exactly. a little bit and let let everyone try and grow into it a little bit and you can always try and progress from there. I do know that there's going to be some right tackle value on the free agency market. You know, the left tackle, it's going to be really pricey. You know I mean? Are you paying Orlando Pace? I don't know about that. I'm not sure if they're going to do that, but you can still maneuver a little bit and see if you're right. Braxton Jones can get stronger. You know, he's played every game this year. Um, he's had some tough moments, but again, he's held his own, right? I mean, and I think that's a lot. I think that sleeps a lot for a dude that came out of Utah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And he's been a starting left tackle on this Bears team. Um, Corey, let's rip through uh, a key or two to Bears yeah. Packers Week 13. Look, Bears fans, this is tough, right? We don't know who's playing quarterback. We think Aaron Rodgers is playing quarterback in Week 13. Um, this is tough either way. And I'll be yeah. honest with you, if Justin Fields doesn't play, this hurts my heart. But, you know, in the grand broad scheme of things, we're almost kind of better off taking another L. And maybe mm. getting a little bit closer to that Will Anderson draft pick. I would never yeah. root for the Bears to lose, but you you guys understand what I'm saying. Tank. If <laughs> yeah, if you don't understand what I'm saying, then like look up the word nuance in the dictionary and do me a favor, and then put the meatball sandwich down for a second. But Corey, you know what? Um, what maybe not? I don't know about keys to a Bears victory in Week 13, but what do you want to see? 
yeah. from this team, whether it's maybe a player, maybe it's a scheme style or just, you know, yeah. what would, what would encourage you? What would you want to try and get out of it? If you're on the bears coaching staff on a week, on a week 13. Well, I, I want to see them be able to stop the run. That's something they struggle with all year. And, and you look at what the Packers do really well, right? They rely on Jones and Dylan all day, even in that Eagles game last week, right? What do they like to do? Like the get, get them running the ball, have them catch the ball in the backfield. They're their best performers offensively. So whether Rodgers is there or not, they're going to look to lean on those two. So if we could stop the run. I think that would alleviate things. But it's been tough in Pickens all year for, for stopping the run. This defense has been very unreliable. Um, but that's what I want to see, right? Like your your jobs are on the line for next year. Like that's essentially you're you're an audition to the Bears and the 31 teams out there. So so how are you going to perform? Right. I know we don't have the personnel right now, but I, I looked at Gerald McCoy. He had posted something online. It's exactly what I said, right? You it's hard to find pass rushers, right? but it's easy to get guys that can play the run, right? Because mm -hmm. it's all about attitude and want to. And, and that's what I, I – people don't realize that. Like, that's really what it comes down to. So what value are you providing, right, if you cannot stop the run, right? If you can't pass rush as well, how are you providing any team value, right? So it's, you got to do one or the other. And we haven't been able to do that as a whole. So I want to see stopping the run. That's just attitude, man. Like, that's just really – getting off the ball, being physical, not allowing somebody to dominate you. And we've been dominated too much this season. So it's been tough sledding. So we got to stop the run because that's what they're going to going to look to do, whether it's Rodgers or Love. Have some pride, damn it. <laughs> Maybe that's the button right? that I'll put on that, on that, what you just went off there. I mean, yeah, you're, you're completely right. Uh, I'm going to skip over to a key that we kind of talked to, teased a little bit earlier in the episode. Um, I'm just going to call this the, uh, the un it's understudy week. Um, what I mean by that, this is an actor's term. This is a thespian term, but you know, you have this big show and a lot of people usually pay really good money, but sometimes the big stars can't always play every single show all the time. And what happens? They have an understudy that comes in who is just as prepared, but maybe has a little less name recognition. And you show up and you open up your, your playbill and you go, ah, oh, crap. So-and-so isn't playing. Who the hell is this person tonight? Well, here's the thing, Corey, you have a captivated audience, whether you like it or not. So this understudy has an opportunity to go out there and of course not be the person that they all expected to come to see uh, cough cough justin fields or whatever <laughs> but they can go out there and they can still entertain they can still produce and they can still show someone that they have a particular value so i'm looking at you Nikhil harry right i'm looking at you darrington evans can we get a little more of that guy yeah i mean come on i don't know i wasn't upset I wasn't yeah. upset seeing i wasn't upset seeing him out there at all and, you know, I, I think this is an opportunity for guys like that to get out there and, you know, try and make some plays. And again, you know, either good tape for their career or maybe good tape for the 2023 Bears. But, you know, you've talked a lot about Nikhil Harry on this podcast, and I have a yeah. pretty decent idea he's going to be active unless there's an injury or illness that I don't know about as of this Wednesday. So let's see some targets, man. Let's make yeah. some plays. And, you know, you're not going to replace, you know, Darnell Mooney or anything, but you could show us something. And, uh, you know, I think that has value. And I think that's something that I want to see from uh, from some of these bears on Sunday. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And a guy that you didn't talk about that I want to see more or more targets, more attention is Claypool, right? You look at what Trevor Simeon did early on with him last week, throwing it up to him, allowing him to go up and get it, um, you know, going against arguably one of the best corners Sauce. in the game, Sauce Gardner, yeah. right? And uh, Claypool looked pretty good, you know? I mean, it, questionable that one on, on the goal line that could have been uh defensive pass interference but what are you going to do they're letting them play but i want to see more targets with claypool right 
I, I, he, he has highlight worthy uh, film all throughout his career, right? He has athleticism. He has the size. Now it's just about getting him the targets, right? At this point, like wh whoever the quarterback is, just target him. I want to see him go up and get it, put it only where he can go, allow him to make big plays, right? And the one thing I want to see is for such a big guy, he gets hemmed up sometimes at the line of scrimmage, right? For a guy that's almost 240, 6'4". So I want to see him use his... He, yeah. he might have to go into the pass rush school to work on those hands a little bit to get people off you. So I've seen it a couple of times with some undersized corners hemming them up a little bit. Uh, real quick, Corey, is that is that attitude technique? Because I don't think it's strength. Yeah. We're pretty sure he's got the strength. What is that? Yeah, I, I think it's technique, right? A lot of times, like Brandon Marshall, for example, like nobody would ever really hem him up. Like he was, he was a big guy too. Not as big as Claypool, like muscle-wise, but Brandon Marshall was probably sim similar weight, right? Um but no one ever jammed him up. And I think, I think you got to take it personally too, right? Like if, if it's, it's almost like when I play, if a tight end tried to block you, you take it personally, right? Unless it was like Mercedes Lewis or, or an extra offensive lineman, you take it personal. And the same thing, Claypool, if somebody tries to, to press coverage on him, use your strength, right? You within five yards, you can, you can do some things. So why not use your strength, you know, use your power, Use your quickness and, and get those releases, right? Hand over, a little swim move, yeah. right? We need we need some of that. So I need to see more of that from him and more production, right? Like because at two almost two forty, you should never be jammed by a by a, a DB. I'm just telling you, they're yeah. they're all probably two hundred and below. Sounds like a heavy dose of technique and maybe a dash of attitude in there, just yeah. a tiny little bit. Uh, Corey, any more keys or do you want to rip a little final score? Because we got to do Corey stories before we get out of here. Yeah, no, no, no more keys for me at this yeah. point. It's just, it's just like play, play hard. That's, that's all you got to do, right? And, yeah, yeah. And this, that's going to be telling of Eberflus and, and how he's talking to the locker room, seeing how the guys are playing right throughout the game. The guys aren't giving up at this point. So that's what I want to see. Uh, so let's do it, Corey. Let's hit final score for Bears Packers in Week 13. Same thing as last week. Let's do it. And if yeah. Justin Fields plays, if Trevor yeah. Simeon, Nathan Peterman, uh, Tim yeah. Boyle possibly plays, give us a final score. What do you think? All right, so if uh, Justin Fields plays, uh, I think the Bears win this one in, in wow. a tight one. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I, I think I think Justin Fields like every everyone has bought into him, right? Like, and I and I, I told you like uh, last week, I, I think they would be reinvigorated with with him playing, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think he's gonna play. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, think if he did, I think they're winning twenty four twenty one in a tight one, right? Because I would imagine too that that love might play as well. Um, but even if Aaron Rodgers in there, his thumb is still not a hundred percent. So um, I think majority of what they're going to do is, is run the football. But if Justin feels out there, I think they win this one in a tight game just because of his ability to run the football and then time of possession, because they eat up a lot of clock, right. And you're keeping that, that Packers, you know, running back core off the field at that point. So I, I think it's a tight one. If Justin Fields plays 24, 21, and if Peterman and, <laughs> And uh, Boyle play. Oh man, I cover I your have eyes? this one. <laughs> I have this one going 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 in favor of of the Packers. Uh, yeah. 30, 31 to fourteen. I just don't yeah. think we're going to put up enough points. Uh, you look at last week with Trevor Simeon, uh, tough Hickens last week. So I think this is a tough one. But I think Justin Fields just provides an element. You look at every game, Miami, uh, Dallas for a while. I mean, they were in that game. Uh, the whole way so you know I, I think Justin Fields just has a different element that that people it's hard for them to game plan and him playing the Packers for the second time 
oh man, because you, you learn things, you know, mm. the second time around. Now, obviously, he'd be a lot more comfortable. You're at home. You're not playing at Lambeau early on. He had the confidence. So, yeah, I, I just think Justin Fields playing just gives the Bears a different edge. Uh, Corey, I think I'm going to do – yeah, let's do uh, – if uh, Justin Fields does not play first, if it's Tim Boyle, Nathan Peterman, uh, I don't know. These all sound like weird, like, friends that you might have had, like, in college or something like that. Uh, Trevor Simeon. Um, I, you know, I, I think the Green Bay Packers probably win that game 24 to 10. Um, you know, I just, I'm just not buying sustained offense right now. And, uh, yeah, it sort of sounds like maybe like there's a possibility that they can get one of those late, like touchdowns in the fourth quarter when no one really cares and kind of covers the spread yeah. a little bit. I can see that happening. I think the bears lose. If Justin Fields plays, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably also going to go Packers win uh 21 to 17 thought process behind it is. The right tackle situation terrifies me. Um, you know, he hasn't put up huge numbers this year, but Darnell Mooney not being on the field um, still isn't a great uh, thing, I think, for Justin Fields. And, you know, look, man, I, I, I'm 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 kind of tempting my own fate a little bit where I do think it would be really interesting if Justin Fields, a little banged up, showed up and kind of took care of Aaron Rodgers um, and played well and just kind of – you know, he has that in him where I'm starting to think this whole thing of like, I have my pulse on everything. I know how this is going to go. And Justin Fields might just be that kind of player that reverses those feelings that I know how yeah. everything's going to work out. Special players sometimes do special things and change perspectives and outcomes all the time. I think Justin Fields can be capable of that in his career. Um, again, though, I don't think he's going to play. I don't think it'd be wise for him to play. Give him one more week, go through the bye week protect that franchise asset moving forward. So I don't think that that is possibly going to happen. Uh, Corey, before we get out of here, man, it's Bears Packers. So what would it be without a little Corey stories? We haven't done it in a little while. Um, yeah. Throw at us whatever you want. Um, it could be Dark Lord Rogers. It could be whatever, man. Give us a Corey stories from the yeah. Bears Packers lore. Yeah, I got one quick one and then one one uh, shorter one. All right, so I'll start with the quick one first. <laughs> so back in 2013, the first game we we played at Green Bay, right? Um, and that's the one where Aaron Rodgers hurt his collarbone, right? Shea, Shea sacked one him. Play Shea. One play Shea. One play Shea. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So he sacked him, and um, that play Seneca Wallace was the quarterback, right? And oh, I don't know God. if you remember this, right? They were running a two-minute situation. And the first player there, I got off the ball as quick as can be. I beat the guard. And I don't know how it was like Seneca Wallace is a fast guy. Right. And I'm, I've never, I've never like, usually when you're going against a fast guy and you get through, you're thinking about everything. Like, okay, which way is he going to go or whatever? It was just like, I was, I was like a, a cheetah in the wild, even though I'm not as fast as a cheetah. But at that point I was matching where he was going. Right. He, he turned this way. I turned and we're watching on film. Like, Oh my good. Like I didn't even think about anything. Like my body just took over. And I was yeah. like, man, it was the best feeling because a mobile guy that could have made you look stupid, but I matched him, I matched him, sacked him. And then when I was done, I do the Chappelle robot real quick. And, and then I realize I have to get back to the line because it's a two minute situation. And then I, I run back real quick. So that was kind of like a funny story. And, and the clip you can find, you can probably find it on YouTube. If you guys I want are, to, because I want to see you running yeah. back to the line of scrimmage like a robot. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> maybe you could cut. Maybe you could cut it up later of, of the little clip if, if you get a chance. But uh, yeah, I'd love to try and figure that out. Um, yeah. you, you got a shorty? Uh, give us another shorty. Yeah, yeah. And the other one was obviously Shane McClellan in that game. He sacked Rogers, broke his collarbone. So yeah. then we play them the last week of the season. Remember that? That was the infamous. What people said: Chris Conti got beat deep, and uh -huh. we lost that game. Uh, so that whole game. 
right? The whole offensive line was just after Shea, right? Pushing him after the play, all this, right? Because they were so mad that, you know, basically we almost ruined their season, right? Because after that point, that's when we had a chance to to win <laughs> to win the NFC North and go to the yes. playoffs. So that, that game, if we won, we were in the playoffs. Uh, so the Packers, you know, because I think they lost a bunch straight after um, Rodgers got hurt uh, by Shea. Mm-hmm. So they were just so pissed off at him the whole game. They're chirping him. They're pushing him from behind. They're talking to him. I still remember him just being like on the sideline, like, you know, it's like a kid, like you're getting picked on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I got, it it was, it's one of those situations where you're like, dang it. Like, you know, there's there's nothing really you can do. You help them out. You push the guys after the play, but you know, it's just like, ultimately like they were like so pissed. Cause like, you know, our franchise quarterback you took out and we almost didn't make the playoffs because of you. So it was like the whole game, they were taking it out on them. And I felt bad, man, because I mean, I've never seen, um, you know, people push people like that after the, well, Richie Incognito, but like the Packers O-line for the most part, they, they weren't like those mean and nasty guys that, you know, but I think they just took it personally um, that, and he had a good game. He had three sacks in that first Packers game. Mm -hmm. So I think they were just, I think their coach probably got out of them and they were like, you know, he, he destroyed you guys and all this. And uh, so I think it was a thing like they were, they were just had all that motivation, uh, inside and they were like no we're not letting him make a play this time that's the nature of the beast though right like that's in baseball he just knows the next time he's come up to the plate he's getting one in the ribs or right in the square of the back you know what i mean like that's just kind of how that goes um that's super funny Uh, we called him derisively uh we called him one play shay because that was kind of the only thing that we you know he was a first round pick and never never really uh, came to fruition in chicago uh before we get out of here has Aaron Rodgers, have you ever talked to Aaron Rodgers? Has he ever said anything to you on the yeah, field? And yeah. if it was, what what did, he, what did he say? Yeah, so, ba- so back in 2012, uh, you know, at the commercial break, TV timeout, you know, like when you got time before you resume play. Um, yeah, he, he just said something like along the lines, like, man, you're, you're really coming alive this year, like in that 2012 season where I kind of had my breakout, breakout season. He's like, man, yeah. you're playing really well. Um, and then – 2013 after that season um we were at the espn party and i had a bunch of my uh childhood friends come with me right and we're waiting in line and aaron Rodgers is right next to us i said what's up to him and uh, i was like hey guys these are these are my boys uh you know brian and jeff is rogers and and they're like oh man what's going on and, and they they never stopped talking about it. They're like oh man there's aaron Rodgers, and i'm like I'm like, man, yeah, it's just like we go against them and, and it's a whole thing. But for them, you know, they were just like starstruck. And and going in that party, um, they met a bunch of other guys on, that were on ESPN and and some of my other teammates. So they were they were having the time of their life because they got to meet all these NFL players and, and famous ESPN people. So it was it was a good day for them. It was good to kind of share share that with oh, them yeah. a little bit. I love that. So uh he didn't Deshaun Kaiser you. Have you did you hear that no. story this week? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, I just had it. to ask <laughs> if anyone, we don't need to get into it here, but just Google Deshaun Kaiser, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if you want it and you're checking out this podcast, uh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, we got to get out of here. This was Bears Packers week 13 preview with my man, former Bears defensive end, Chicago CHGO's very own Fox 32's very own former Northwestern Wildcat, Corey Wooten. Corey, my man, uh, really fun episode. You know, uh, we're at the point in the season where that's all we can do, right? We can be Bears fans. We can look and enjoy and try and watch the games and start to project towards next year a little bit because, you know, on a week-to-week basis, um, the season's just going to be tough. This last month is going to be tough, Bears fans. So I'm just 
my encouragement to all of them is just have fun. It's sports. Have fun with your fandom. Love your Chicago Bears. Hope Justin Fields comes back healthy and have a yeah. good time. Well, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is this about Justin Fields, right? People question early on if he was the quarterback in the future. And I think he proved through through six, six, seven games that he is the quarterback of the future, right? And he, like I said, he hasn't even scratched the surface of what he can be. Once you put the weapons, the offensive line, and have a defense that can stop somebody. Justin Fields, if they can do that, if Ryan Poles, we just have to trust this process, right? Because he left this team exposed this year. He did, right? He let Khalil Mack go. He let Robert Quinn go. He let Roquan Smith, right? So he kind of knew that this year was a rebuilding. And he was like, hey, you know, I'm betting on myself. That's what he's doing right now for the draft picks and, and the offseason with, with uh, what they can do money-wise. So, hey, we have to leave it to him. I told you, we can really evaluate him after next season, right? Because yep. all his picks, because he's talking about, hey, I have a plan. Let's see your plan, right? So everybody pump the brakes before you're critical of him or not. He, he, everyone said he's he's a genius. He knows what he's doing. So we just have to trust his process, right? If it doesn't work out, then we can go after him, right? But yeah. at this point, we just have to trust the process because I'm hoping with all those draft picks, you know, may, maybe they can finesse some things, move up, and who knows? Maybe they can potentially get another another first round draft pick this year give away one maybe next year so that we could really rebuild um you know to potentially have two first round picks who know who knows what he's cooking right like it's like the rock if you smell what poles is cooking i'm I'm hoping he's cooking that good stuff if not you know they're gonna be critical on him but i'm just hoping that we trust the process and uh see because it's really not about everything that's going on now it's about the future and we found the, the franchise Jay, Jay Fields won, baby. That's all we need to know. Yeah, well said, man. I mean, you know, honestly, there's a month left to go in this Bears season, but the work for Ryan Poles is about to begin, and that's where we can kind of start to look forward. And, Corey, it's coming up on a future podcast. Trust me, we're going to talk about the advantageous aspect of what if the Bears trade back in the draft and, like you said, pick up more capital. You know, if they aren't, if you know, they're, they're number two right now in the draft, right? That's not going to stay that way. Look at strength of schedule. A lot of stuff can happen. Teams mm. will pick up a win here and there. Or they just might lose out. You know, top five is what you want to shoot for, Bears fans. And if you shoot for top five, there's a lot of flexibility that you can do there. And a lot more to talk about Unbelieving Bears coming up. So make sure you come on back and check us out. Thank you for listening to this episode or watching us on YouTube. Uh, comment and question below. Thank you for listening to us on TuneIn, SiriusXM, Believe.com. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for sticking with us this season. Our audience continues to grow, so thank you for coming back every single week. If you can, just tell one friend to check out Believe in Bears because, listen, Corey Wooten knows what he's talking about, and you guys got to come check him out every single week. Uh, today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. 100% welcome bonus in your first deposit. When you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, be well, be safe, please be good to each other, especially around this holiday season, especially in this this next month, because it's going to be tough for Bears fans. Uh, we'll be back next week, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Bear down. Come on, screw the Packers, right? Let's beat yep. them, Tim Boyle. Come on, Tim Boyle. No pack, no. <laughs> no pack, no. Tim Boyle is God. Let's do it. <laughs> no. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.